What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Masters DraftKings game is here. Get in it. You can find the link on either of our Twitter pages or on Instagram. Hit us up if you have any trouble. It's a $20 entry. The top 10 spots will pay. First place will win $675. We are going big for the Masters. Get in our DraftKings Masters game now. If you haven't played before, sign up with code HAM. Here we go. Hey, babe. For every yin, there's a yang, John. For every Masters you miss, there's a Masters you gain. And that's what we got. This is a sports week right here that we never in a million years would have expected a sports week like this. Right before we hit record, I saw on Twitter, Tiger is currently, as we're recording this, talking to the media. Mm. And his quote was, I still get chills when I think about winning the Masters last year. It's like, yeah, Tiger, uh, I think we all do. Uh, That was pretty cool. One of the all-time great sporting events, right? It had, it had been a big lead-up. What year did you call his tour championship? Was that 18? That was 18. So, because I've been consuming a lot of Masters gambling content, and I'm, we're going to get into that, just on different how guys were playing. And I heard someone say, people forget when he won, like because he's been shitty this year, right? And it's like, why is he so bad? Why is he so bad? He just won the Masters. It's like, when he had won the Masters, there had been a buildup of really good golf from Tiger. Yeah. Now, he wasn't the favorite or anything, but it wasn't that crazy. Look, at the Tour Championship, last time I checked, loaded field, right? Top best 30 golfers in the world. And and he was in that, so you had to play well just to get into that. <clears throat> exactly. So it wasn't as crazy as this year. For a guy with just crazy back injuries, I think it just threw his mojo off. Slash, every year with him, he gets... 45, 46, 40, like he's just going to get older. Right. Like all of a sudden, Phil Mickelson, you looked up, he plays on the old guy tour now, or he's eligible. I mean, he's played a couple of events. He's won them both, but like they're old. Yeah. Also, every year that passes, like Bryson DeChambeau adds 30 yards to his driving distance. Everyone else starts 
stretching yeah. their distance where Tiger, you know, it just it creates a larger gap. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that. A bunch of football stuff to get to. Podcast brought to you by Ease.com promo code HAM or Ease.com promo code HAM10 if you're a returning user. It's what I hope Tiger uses on his back, a little topical. Mm. Anyone that uses topical knows that arthritis goes bye-bye. Ease.com, promo code HAM for first-time users, promo code HAM10 for uh, second-time users. Get yourself a little 10% discount, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, the flower. Just go to Ease.com, check it out. Their uh, their menu is, is very long. It's very big, a lot of options. And number one cannabis delivery in the state of California delivers everywhere. Check it out. I'm telling you, do it right now. Please do it right now. I'm telling you, go. Like Bryson DeChambeau, these are finely tuned uh, products. Finely tuned. Finely tuned. 21 or over, you get verified online in minutes. Delivery in minutes. Vast selection. It's all right there at your fingertips. If you're a new user, ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off your first delivery. If you're a returning user, we appreciate your, your support. Ease.com, promo code HAM10, HAM10, that's 10, 10% off. Do it now. Podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, big week, I've heard the Masters. I was going through mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. I already have several bets down. We'll talk about that here in a second coming up. They have an incredible menu of different things to bet on, guy. First round leaders, uh, top tens, top fives, top twenties, matchups, groups, uh, you name it, you got it. Outright winners. There are the endless possibilities, guy. Countries of origins. Who's going to be the number one Canadian? Who's going to be the number one European? You can't even wrap your head around the options you have to gamble on. We also have a little thing called Thursday night football. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, you're about 24 hours away. Pretty good game. Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, obviously another big slate of college games. By the way, still being played. can I just jump in on that? I like the Colts plus two. Where's uh, the game? Tennessee? T- in, in, yeah, Colts, Colts-Titans on Thursday night. It is a fantastic Thursday night game. I don't love it like I loved the Titans minus six and a half last week, but I do. What would you yeah, do good there? Bet. Colts plus two? I, 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 would, I would take whichever one of these two teams were getting points. Yeah. And don't feel great about Rivers, but their defense is really good. Well, I think we'll talk about uh, DeForest coming up later today, but mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, get your gamble on. I've had a lot of people reach out like, listen, I'm not a big golf guy, but I want to gamble on this. We have a DraftKings game going right now on the Masters. You want to gamble on I'm telling you, guy, I know you were searching around. How many different tabs like to just click oh. on different things to gamble on for the Masters this week? Yeah. It's, it was, honestly, it was a little overwhelming for a gambler. I was like, "Oh my god, where do I st- where do I start?" I mean, you could, uh, you know what? what you could I bet think- on Tiger Phil heads up. Just those two guys playing each other. Now, Phil is a pretty heavy underdog, but you can just bet on who's going to shoot the better score between the two of them. One thing I like, yeah, uh, because someone was asking me uh, the other day, like, how how do you like betting on golf? And we've talked about this. It's hard to pick like the outright winner, but like a top twenty finisher, kind of a fun yeah. way to go too. You can do that. I, I, I did a bunch of that in the U.S. Open. Like Hideki's, Webb Simpson's, and you're just, I, I didn't hit him, but like Hideki bogeyed the last two holes to get out of the top. T- I just remember being on the seat of my pants. That is really fun. Cause you're right. It is, it is very, very difficult to just throw like $100 on a guy to win outright. Cause you're like, God, I bet $100 on Bubba Watson. I win $2,800. But, you know, he is playing an entire field. At least when you pick the Colts and Titans, 
you got a 50-50 shot of yeah. the team winning the game, right? It's a little more difficult in golf. That's where, to me, the top 10s, top 20s, and even if you really like the favorites, hedging your bet a little bit with a top five that still have pretty lucrative offers, right? If you like Bryson to win it, you know, he's 8-1, to one, but you can get him top five at like 4-1 to one or 3-1 to one or Dustin Johnson or... I hate betting on Patrick Cantlay, but he's got he's up there. <laughs> well, only because everyone else does, right? It always feels like he's kind of a hot pick, but big time. Masters gambling odds, big week. Uh, I think the first thing that anybody looks at should we start with Tiger? He's yes, plus one twenty to be a top twenty finisher. Uh, he's the defending champion. He. Uh, benefits or doesn't by the weather it's going to be warm because we talked we did a video a while back and we talked about it months ago cold weather november that is not good for tiger but it's also looking like it's going to thunderstorm on thursday and get wet for the whole weekend he's plus three thousand to win the masters i don't feel great about it but playing the masters many times is an advantage here we saw it last year what do you think i think his biggest disadvantage is the no crowd. And I, I think you saw in the PGA Championship when Colin Morikawa won it, would he have been the PGA champ if there was a crowd? I'm not trying to diminish his championship, but I do think the crowd, and we've talked about it. I heard Wright Thompson say it on an interview this week. He said the thing with Tiger, he's like into a little bit of a lesser extent when Phil was really good. There was just a roar in the crowd. It's like... If you're at Alabama LSU and at one of the home, if you're at the L, you know, at Tiger Stadium and they get a big play, the you, you wouldn't even be able to hear yourself or Eugene or the 12s. That doesn't exist, and the Masters is pro Tiger, and that just disappears. So I think that element is gonna hurt him because it benefits all these random guys that have never won. I'm even talking like a Rory. Yeah. If Tiger is playing Rory on a Sunday to win the Masters. And Rory's one of the most popular players the last 20 years. It is 100% pro Tiger Woods, right? No he, doubt. It's his, it's his home field. I also think a guy that would get a lot of love this week is Justin Thomas uh, because he has not won the Masters. but and he, and he has said also that having no crowds has hurt him. He likes it. Specifically, Tiger, when I was at the Tour Championship two years ago, from any spot on the course you could in Atlanta, you could hear that Tiger Woods had just done something. And that affects the other players. They hear it. And I think the other part of it, right, is just Tiger, there's a line. Do you feed off of the crowd or does it create nerves and intimidate you? And we know what side of the line Tiger's on. And we know that the Tiger war is the loudest. So if the crowd intimidates you, having Tiger play well is a major disadvantage for everybody else. So uh, You said the top 20 is plays is what? Sorry? What did you say is Tiger Woods top 20 is in this tournament? Uh, Tiger Woods top 20 is plus 120. I will be shell shocked. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I, I hate betting against him. I, I'll be a little surprised if he makes the cut. Top fifty I mean, he, golfers this year. It's not based on how close to the leader you are. So, like last year, it was a ten within the lead. Sixty-three or sixty-four guys made the cut. That's not the case this year. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's going to be tough for him. He's had a terrible season this year. Now he does know this course. Him and Phil, wouldn't you say better than anyone? I mean, both those guys are just. They have a combined what like eight masters. I mean, it's just. I, I I don't envision either making the cut. I think it would be an upset if one of those two guys in the mix, you know, Phil technically has played better than Tiger this year because he's won like some of these old people tournaments, the the the, the senior tour on the old tour. But I just I, I don't envision Tiger Woods playing well. 
All right, Bryson six, six plus six hundred. He's he's the favorite by a mile. Well, guy, I, I got him. I put a hundred dollars on him at plus eight hundred. He's gotten so much juice because as people that listen to us that are like football people, as guys get injured, the line changes. Right in golf. I hear a lot of golf betters say they really listen to press conferences, how a guy feels. They wait to hear some buzz coming out. There has been buzz last week and yesterday of him taking incredible lines that have never been taken at this course. He says, he told the Golf Channel he's viewing this course as a par 67. All the par fives on this course he views as a par four. So in his mind, if he gets, you know, if he pars those holes... And he just holds serve like he's going to be okay. And if he shoots a couple over, he shoots 69, which would be two over in his mind, even though in reality it's several under. He's in pretty good shape. I think that after he played this practice round with Tiger on on Monday, the buzz on him of just guys are hitting six, five iron, he's hitting pitching wedge. That if his driver is straight, relative, like it was at the U.S. Open, I think it's fair to say he's the heavy favorite at... It's pretty nuts in a golf tournament guy to be a 6-1 to favorite, let alone a major. That's that's insane. That's borderline. Not quite. Peak Tiger was like 2-1. to one, But 6-1 to fucking one for a guy who's never played well here, who doesn't putt here. And I don't think it's that crazy. I don't know if I... I felt pretty good at 8-1 to one just because I, I wanted to put $100. So if he wins it, I said, of course he won it. He's hitting it way farther than everyone else. Though, I kind of think, like, it's, is it really going to be this easy? Well, and here's the other thing is there's not a lot of rough. So even if he doesn't drive it straight, he's probably okay too, right? That's Well, think, well Tiger, Tiger and Phil, historically not the most accurate guys, have dominated on this course. Well, because the par fives are the easiest holes on this course. So that's the yeah. one disadvantage. The disadvantage for him is that he's playing them like par fours. You know, other people are going to be playing them at par as well. He was minus eight on the par fives last year, and he, he was really good on the par threes. The par fours, he was seven over. So if the par fives are not going to be overly difficult, I, I really like him too. Do you, do you think he's going to win this tournament? I, yeah, if I had to pick somebody to win, I would pick him. I, I will be surprised if he's not in the mix on Sunday. I just think he's playing so well. Um, I think he's so confident. Now, I think the one challenge is it's, it's, it's a very difficult course for first-timers. First-timers don't win here. He's not a first-timer, but he is playing it in a way that he hasn't played it before. Right. So that is a challenge. Wouldn't you say that when people talk about what he did in 17, 16, you know, he played this once as an amateur when he won the U.S. Amateur. I saw him say in his press conference, he's like, still to this day, even after winning the U.S. Open, it's the best moment of my life. And, you know, being an amateur coming to this thing. Because when he won the U.S. Open, who won the green jacket the year he won? Who was he sitting with in the cabin? uh, That's a good question. It was 14. It might have been Adam Scott. Uh, or it might have been 15, because I think he won the U.S. Open in 14. But I, I, I do struggle to just envision it's really this easy. He's just going to run away with it. Because if he does, it's one of the crazier moments in the history of golf. Like this guy, I guess my point is, like people talk about his history putting really shitty and not playing well here. It's like a different human. It'd be like, you know, this Josh Allen. You know, how's he doing this? He couldn't complete anything in Wyoming. Josh Allen ain't that guy anymore. Like, we we have a new player here. And this Bryson DeChambeau, the difference is, like, Bryson was really good. Won the U.S. Amateur. Was winning golf tournaments when he was skinny. Now he's fat. He's just dramatically better. 
It's like it's just. But the one it's thing one is of the, the crazier pu- things the, we've seen in sports. The putting does matter here, right? You, you but he's but he's your, a great putter yeah, now. Yeah, like, he's I'm, a really I'm, good putter, right? But you don't get to use your green book here. That's where the experience of having been yeah. there matters. <laughs> That's the knock him. on him, scientist. Yeah, but I, I'm still. I mean, I'm more confident in him than I am than I am in anybody else. But again, well, he's he's playing this course differently than he's played it before. That would be. Well, let, let's just circle the top guys. You got obviously he's the heavy favorite, but then I think we got like a group of four or five guys: Rom, JT, Rory, DJ, Xander, who I think is going to be give a me very, a Xander sexer pick. G- give me a Xander top five finish, by the way. Brooks Kepka plus three hundred. I do think Brooks Kepka. You saw last week he played really well in Houston. Kind of got his swag back. He looks healthy. He was right in the mix, guy. Tiger said, I saw this thing on Twitter, and Tiger was like, really, once I took the control over Finau and Molinari, the only guy I thought could beat me was Kepka. Right. And then when I saw he parred 18, I knew I just had to bogey it and I was going to win the tournament. I think we forget, like, Kepka. He plays well at the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship. He almost won this tournament last year. And DJ, who had probably the best season in recent memory this year, got his swag back last week. I kind of like Kepka and DJ to like have a chance definitely to top five. But of the favorites, I like DJ and Kepka more probably than Rory and Rom and JT. JT's never finished top 10 here, guy. Um, I, I mean, plus 1,800 on Kepka feels pretty comfortable. Right? Well, if he was healthy, if Kepka was healthy and just had a solid Kepka season, wouldn't he be like 10 to 1? It just feels like value. Yeah. Now, the thing with JT, I saw Jason Sobel wrote like the second shot is always the key at the Masters. Like the last 5 years, the winner has been top top 3 in strokes gained on the approach shot, and that and he's the best iron player. JT in the world led right now. the PGA in that stat last year, but I'm with you. He hasn't been playing great last year is 2020 because this is the 2021 season. Morikawa was second, but like I said, first I think maybe like Fuzzy Zeller or somebody I read was the last person to win the Masters the first time they played at Augusta. Yeah, like 1977. So, uh, but you know who was sixth in that in 2020 and who finished top five last year, the Masters, your least favorite person to bet on in all of golf, Webb, S- Webb Simpson. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I just and I, I refuse. To me, of those guys, but I was just gonna say, so Webb is plus two sixty to be a top ten finisher. Like I like that. Yeah, well, I liked him in the U.S. Open. About he was like three to one, and he kind of screwed me. So I, I again, I maybe I'm holding him to too high of a standard. I look at my group that I like in this of the like the 30 to 1 guys, the Webs, the Bubbas, the Finals, the Markawas. I'm throwing Mark. I'm not betting on the first time players. No, Mark I don't Kawa, think you Wolf, Abraham Answer, M, like all the guys that are really good but they've never played here before. Sandy Sheffler played this event before? Nope, another another guy who's really good who I think come April once they if any of that group like makes the cut and gets four rounds here, those guys are going to be way better off the next time cuz they're all elite, right? The answers, the Schefflers, the Morikawas, the Wolves. Like, I think we're all those guys are going to win a ton of tournaments and probably all eventually get majors over the years. I wouldn't touch any of those guys. To me, Bubba Watson has a history of playing well at multiple... Like, when he plays well at a tournament, he consistently plays well there. He's won this tournament twice. He has been playing really well this year. He's thirty to one right now, and I think part I got him at twenty eight to one. But I think with Bryson going up, maybe he went down a little bit. 
And Tony Finau is a guy that everyone acts like, hey, he's, he's only won one tournament in his life. Well, JT, for example, is 12-1. to 1. JT, beside the PGA Championship, when it comes to the Masters and it comes to the other majors, he doesn't finish in the top 10, guy. Tony Finau, in the last two years, finished in the top five in every major. And remember, who was the guy in the group with Eldrick when he won it? The first guy to shake his hand was Tony Finau. He was right there. He finished second last year. I, I feel no, like... No fans has to benefit him, right? Yeah. Don't you like him for like a I top 10? My guess is there's going to be a lot of people that ride Finau. Because he just feels close. He feels close in a way that Xander doesn't. Like, Xander, you know, is going to be there. But, can I mean, now I would, it wouldn't shock you if he's putting on the green jacket just because he's always in the top three, it feels like. But I feel like Finau is bound to break through and then win, like, two or three. Not Masters, well, here, but just majors. Here, well, here's what we know. When you just go, the guy is bound to win a major. I think everyone would say that for Xander and Tony Finau. You'd say it for both guys. Well, Tony's odds are three times as good as these other guys. Like, I think he looks at JT and Xander, for example, and go, you guys have won way more tournaments than me, but I'm like, I'm right behind you. I'm right there. I just screw up one hole or whatever. I think he directly benefits from no fans. Him. To me, he's like the Morikawa of the older guys that could win this tournament. Like I, Because once he wins it, I think he's going to be right there in the mix. Like Brooks Kepka, for example... To me, he's unfazed. Like his confidence, he could win with fans, without fans. Like he's if he's on, him and like DJ can just fucking win. To me, Finau probably needs it perfectly set the first time, and then I think maybe the 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 floodgates open. But he's, I don't know, man. I I think he's pretty good value there. Um, this golfer has finished in the top eleven six of the last seven Masters, and and this might give it away. Um, uh, is top five the last 36 rounds in strokes gained putting. Lee Westwood? Ricky Fowler. I don't like it, but, I, you know, if, if he's ever going to have that breakthrough, it would be at this event. For example, okay, that's not a bad long shot. He's 66 to one to win the tournament. Yeah. Another guy, like, he's going to win a major, you think, eventually in his life. He's kind of like, the would you say, the American version of Sergio? Ton of hype. Then it felt like he never lived up to the hype, <laughs> but he's beloved, like, in his country. Right. He's one of the more popular golfers, even though his resume doesn't nearly stack up next to one of these guys. And like you said, he loves this course. He's been pretty shitty this year, though, guy. I That'd know. be my I thing. Know. That, that's to, why. To me, but but you're, we're talking about plus six. Who else are you getting at plus 6,600? Well, I think a long shot, who's not quite that long of a shot, but who's had a lot of course history here, who just a couple years ago was arguably the best player in the world when you called the Tour Championship. Tiger won the yeah. tournament, but this guy won the cash. Justin Rose. And I took on my DraftKings team on that Harding Park. And remember, he didn't even have his A game, but he was no. right there in the mix. Don't you think just if you want a long I shot, do. would you feel better about Ricky Fowler at 66-1 to 1 or Justin Rose at 50-1? to 1? Justin Rose, but I would also yeah. feel better about Ricky than some of the other guys at 66, like Paul Casey. I'd feel better than Matthew Fitzpatrick at six at 60, right? Fowler's well, 66. Like, well, like Kokrak. Kokrak's he's, 70. He's never played here before. That's to me why I just, I couldn't mess with him. Even though they always say like, he's deep, he plays a draw, like he's made for this tournament. I, I just, I like Kokrak more in April than I do now. I just, I think it's really difficult when you've never played, just 
reading quotes from these guys, they're like, the hard part about Augusta is a lot of PGA tournaments, especially the hard ones, like 10-footers are really hard because it gets slopey. At Augusta putting, like, four-footers are hard. Mm. Five-footers are hard. It's just, there's a that's where you go Tiger and some of these guys that have played here a lot. It's why the Finals, the DJs, the Kepkas, like, these guys have played here a shitload, and they've played well here. I, I would throw every good player that you like who's a first-time entrant out the window. That's where Ricky Fowler should have an advantage over a lot of these guys, right? Just from a short game perspective and just being able to score. Yep. I, I got one for you. He's basically his home course, not his home course, but he played at Georgia. He's a South Southern guy. It's He's played here a bunch. He was finished 21st last year. Kevin Kisner to finish top 10 is 9-1. to one. I mean, he's a huge long shot at 100-1 to one to win the tournament. I think he doesn't hit the ball that far. It's going to be a little harder, but, but he, he can really score. He can putt. He putts. His short game's unreal. He's a good iron player. At 9-1 to one to finish top 10 guy, I, I, I like that. I like it too. I like it too. I got one on mybookie.ag. They have a matchup. They just have a bunch of matchups. One versus, basically a guy versus a guy. Rory versus Rom. I don't really trust Rom. You can get Rory basically one to one. So if you bet a hundred bucks, just all he's got to do is beat John Rom. I think it's pretty good value. There, there was uh, I, I do like. There was one other one I like. Where did I, where did it go? Do you have it in front of you? Um, can you go to the? I can, I can pull it up. First round leader. I feel like if Brooks yeah. Kepka is going to compete, he's going to come out of the gate hot. Like I feel like you know with Brooks pretty quickly. I don't know if you agree with that premise, but I feel like when Brooks is good, like you know early that Brooks is on, and I feel like you know early when Brooks is off. It's not to say that Brooks can't battle, and maybe maybe I think that just because you know he physically was hampered and he just looked off so much in 2020, but 22 to one, 22 to one to be the first round leader. Do you agree with that? That when Brooks is on, he's just on early out of the jump. Honestly, guy, I had not clicked on this section yet by Bookie.ag promo code Ham One. The odds here are pretty unreal. Like, if you just want to pick an individual and go, if this guy just goes low, even like DJ, 18 to 1, uh, Xander, 22, like, you could just pick a guy, put 50 bucks, and make, boom, $1,200. And just get make Thursday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific, just absolutely Now, the, no, the one that my one pushback, my, my one pushback would be, I've looked up before and like Charlie Hoffman's in the league. Uh, no, it there's no doubt. Random. I wouldn't do that with everybody. My my just premise is Brooks specifically, if he's going to be on, is just I feel like he comes out of the gate hot. But I don't I don't hate that at all. What about Patrick Reed? Thirty three to one. He plays well here. I mean, look, here's Johnson the other thing I would come, say to people is like some what of about these, Bryson just sixteen to one. You don't think he could shoot like sixty five? If you like Bryson to win it, is that a crazy bet? Just to put fifty bucks on that? If it wasn't thunderstorm, I might pick Tiger on day one. Doesn't feel right, but how about Tony Fino? It feels like sometimes he starts fast. You know, uh, you remember when you used to go to a stadium, John, and they would play the on the video board the cartoon race between like uh, you know three dots, and the race where a a dot is at one moment gives you no indications where that dot's about to be. Like someone can come from 800 feet back, it feels like, and race ahead in a half second. If the yeah. Niners and the Colts on their Buckner trade were the dots, the Niners would have been holding a lead up until the season. And no one's really paying all that close attention to the dots, it feels like. But The Athletic wrote a big article about 
DeForest Buckner. And it comes on the heels of us talking the other day about Kinlaw and Armstead, particularly Armstead, not really flashing at all. Um, and it feels like the Buckner dot has suddenly s- swarmed ahead. Of well, the I think Niners the question, I, I think the simple question right now is, did the Niners make the right decision? And at the time, I loved the move because you got the 13th overall pick in the draft for a guy that I thought kind of had a ceiling. And we had seen it, and his ceiling was really good. He was a Pro Bowl guy, but it's like, this guy's not going to be a Hall of Famer. This guy's not, how many Pro Bowls is he really going to make? And then he's guy he's gone to uh, almost to another level. I, I, I didn't foresee that happening. And he's on an NFL coach who played this team this season told me that he thought they were the best front seven he's seen in years. Like the best front seven guy. And he's their best player by a pretty, him and Darius Leonard, but it's clearly him. Now they got the 13th overall pick in the draft and they got a ton of salary cap space, but the main reason they did that was because they could keep other veteran players. And so if we just, we'll talk about the draft picks here in a second. Armstead and Buckner at points in time last year, Buckner was the better player, but it was like, would you take Armstead for 4 or $5 million a year cheaper than just keep Buckner, just in a vacuum? I think most people are like, yeah, I'd probably you know, do that. I think we've learned there's not a human alive, even for that number gap, that would not rather have Buckner, right? At the end of the day, Armstead, just by himself, he makes $17 million. He's probably a $10 million player. Like, he's a good NFL player. Like, he's... But he's not a $17 million player. We've learned that this year. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yep. I think that's a fair statement. 5 and 85 because, for him, 4 and 84 for DeForest. While we still are on just Buckner in a vacuum, if you just look at the draft, because that draft was really good, the top seven. Jared Goff won overall, max quarterback, still on the Rams. We can argue how much he should have got paid, but he's a franchise quarterback. Carson Wentz, same thing. Joey Bosa. The Chargers, who historically butt heads over money, right? They've had long holdouts, them and Rivers. Uh, obviously, LT, We, our buddy Lorenzo Neal's talked about it forever. It was, I mean, he was like one of the best players in the history of the franchise, and they were always arguing over money. They paid Joey Bosa. He's like their cornerstone. Zeke, Zeke Elliott. Now, whether it was the right move or not, like Jerry went all in on him. He's still on the team. Jalen Ramsey demanded a trade out of the worst organization in the league, but... Any team in the league would have wanted that guy. Like, he was a franchise corner. He's arguably the best corner in the league. And then Ronnie Stanley, who was beloved by Baltimore. They paid him huge money. Um, You know, sucks for him. He got his leg snapped. But franchise-level left tackle. All those guys, beside Ramsey, who demanded a trade, are still on their own team. Buckner, who, like a Bosa, like a Ronnie Stanley... Wanted to stay. Like he he did not, he wasn't actively trying to leave. He was a team captain. They traded him. So I would say the trade of Ramsey and the trade of Buckner kind of polar opposite trades, even though both guys were traded. One guy was like, fuck you guys, get me out of here. I hate Tom Coughlin. I hate the organization. Buckner wants to stay at a high number. And the 49ers uh, want him to stay. Yeah. They love that. But they, they made an organizational decision. And I think it's it's just going to be up for debate moving forward. Now, they're, the trade of him didn't just lead to keeping Armstead and Ward. It led to two draft picks. Right. So, so it's really not about 
Buckner versus Armstead. Because I would the one thing I would disagree with a little is I think even though Armstead's numbers were higher, like his sack total was higher than Buckner's last year, right? I don't think do you think at any point you really felt like Armstead was the better player than Buckner? No. Okay. But I think there was a marginal gap. Like, let's say if uh, Buckner's a 10 out of 10, you could justify in your head Armstead's an 8 out of 10, so we get the cheaper right. guy. I, when you bring the money guy. into play, I, I agree with what you said. I just wanted to clarify whether or not you thought at any point he was the better player. I didn't think so either. The numbers are really similar. Um, but I think one thing is clear, right? Buckner, because I Buckner's not a guy box score scouting the Colts that jumps off the page right now, right? In the way that Aaron Donald does. Clearly, yeah. he affects games in so many ways. Buckner is the guy. Bosa is this level player. Donald is, is this level player. Although Bosa makes everyone better and the numbers show up, right? Plays a different position. Buckner is the guy that makes other people money. Armstead, I think we would say at this point, is the guy that made, again, fantastic player, but needed somebody else there with him, right? Needs to have the type of year that he got paid to have. And the money is why you talk about him this way. Um, I think you see this a lot in the NBA when guys go get paid and then they like get their own team. And then you look back, you go, God, he was just playing with good players. He's a good player, but at the end of the day, he's a role player. Like Harrison Barnes is a good example, who's got multiple huge contracts since leaving the Warriors. And every time he gets that contract, you're like, you know, I wish we were paying him half as much as we were paying him. We still want the guy in your team. Like every team in the NFL would would take Eric Armstead. I think he'd start for basically every team in the NFL. But when you just look at the money in football, because it's a hard cap, does really matter. And the Niners, because they were kind of capped out moving forward, had to make a tough decision. And they made it based on him, but he still got a lot of money. You know, it's not like it'd be one thing if they were paying him ten million. They extra like they did allocate a lot of resources to him now part of the trade was they had no draft picks because they had made trades for Emmanuel Sanders they had made trades for D4 they were just their cupboard was bare and then they were so fucking good they only had the 31st pick in the draft so it was they basically traded him for as much as they did to re-sign their own players was it to recoup the draft picks and 13 is a, a very powerful move and then they traded back a spot. They were able to use a pick in their trade back to get up to get Ayuk. Right. So basically, a huge part of the trade led to <laughs> Kinlaw and Ayuk. I think we think Ayuk has a chance to be a really good player. Kinlaw, who is replacing Buckner, right? It'd be one thing if like he's a linebacker, he's a lineman, he's a defensive tackle. Like he is, he he's got to be good. Now he doesn't have to be Buckner, but he has to be like you feel really good about him being a starting player. And right now, that is a major question mark. Right. He's yeah, but I will say this, right? Part of why you thought Kinlaw part part of why you I definitely felt comfortable betting on Kinlaw was because you thought, well, he'll have to be the third best player on the defense. He's got Nick Bosa. Right. When the Niners pay Armstead, you are paying him, but you're paying him in the context of he doesn't have to be our best pass rusher because we got Nick Bosa. So he should be more valuable because he's on the other side of Nick Bosa or inside Nick Bosa, right? That hasn't been the case this year. Which, while yes, it highlights the fact that maybe he's not a $17 million a year player, they thought, well, with Nick Bosa, he might be a $17 million a year player, right? And that guy hasn't played. So that's kind of affected at least the results to this point. But I think when we saw the value, we thought, yeah, Buckner's really good, 
But this all makes sense. Armstead doesn't have to be as good as Buckner, and this all makes sense. And now it's really long-term going to be about Ayuk and going to be about Kinlaw. If Even if Ayuk turns out to be fantastic, that really helps if it's just him. If Kinlaw's solid, but he's not an, an pro bowler, forget all pro. If Ayuk's really good, like you, you don't get pick 117 if you don't trade from 13 to 14. And if you don't trade from 13 to 14, you don't get 117. You may not move up from 31 to 25 to get Ayuk. Well, one problem could be, guy, is, yeah, I was going to say you could have just taken Wirfs, who's been an all-pro level offensive tackle, and then not had to trade for Trent Williams, who's going to be a free agent. Like, there are just a lot of moves. I I think in a vacuum, through half of season, and that's trades or not. And I'll add to the what-if, sorry. Maybe you take a different receiver. You stay at 31 and take... You know, Higgins is actually coming else. on for Burrow. Higgins has been good. Higgins, Pittman, yeah. Claypool, Whoever. Hamler. Yeah. There were options. Claypool would have fit, I think. But Easy one thing came now. out clear that Kyle loved Ayuk. Like he was yeah. the number two guy yeah. on their board behind CeeDee Lamb. Simply put, you don't, we're not, we can't give a, this is not a final grade. But right now, through half the season, it's a win for the Colts and a loss for the Niners in the trade. Now, trades are fluid, things change. His guys improve, and that's when you when you pick young players, especially Kinlaw, who was a raw young player. That's part of the deal because you knew that Buckner was not going to be like he was going to be solid. Now he's, I think, even taking his game up a notch. Uh, I think Colts would tell you that, and definitely what he means to their team. Like he's a multiplier, like, and that's the Niners knew that team captain. They they love the guy. I actually think. Wouldn't you say for as much as anyone on the team, including Richard Sherman and Joe Staley, like Buckner was, like to me, when I think of that team last year, I think like Joe Staley, Richard Sherman, and Buckner were like the team captains. Like just, they spoke for the team. But DeForest spoke after every game. He was kind of the heartbeat of the team, just with his effort. Now, Bosa was a better player, but it's like Buckner led the squad and probably was the team leader of the defense at the end of the day, is even more than Sherman, just because he's been there longer. And they ultimately made a decision. The other thing I, I would wonder add to if this, the, well, this, this decision is just well, let, let me add one more one thing to come on them. Would the 49ers have more wins if DeForest Buckner was on this team this year? But they'd have a they'd have a better player. No, no I understand. But I'm just saying, like this maybe, year has turned. Maybe, in, maybe yeah, maybe they, they would. I'm not saying they would. Or they maybe win. he makes a play. I'm just saying this year has turned into a reset year. And even if he's worth another win, this team isn't winning the Super Bowl this year, right? Um, and we knew as a team they've been getting more expensive. So the point being, having Kinlaw, having Ayuk, just in that context, I think, is very valuable to them. And at the end of the day, Armstead is on a shorter contract in terms of the guaranteed money. It was basically right. just a two-year deal. Uh, and you still want... That's the thing. Like Armstead's not a bad player, right? He's not. It's not like he just went Albert Hainsworth, like, screw it, I'm over it. You, you just... We've learned... Without Bosa on the field and without just other good players around him, he's just a decent, he's just a solid starter. That's just what he is. Yeah. Yep. And and with those guys around, he's an above average starter. Yeah. But that's probably still a little overpaid, but you can deal with it. Right. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I feel the Colts just are feeling great about it. I, I, I think I think one one it's probably been a little easier for Niner fans to take because we just haven't seen the Colts. Like Thursday, they play a primetime game. We haven't really seen a lot of the Colts, right? Yeah. They're just, I mean, they're good, 
But I don't think everyone's really taking him seriously, maybe because every time you watch a highlight, Phillips just floating the ball. But there is a chance that this team's just around, that they do end up playing in some big games down the stretch and into the postseason. Well, they're just going to be good the next couple of years. Like They're, they're going to win 9-10 games with an average Phillip Rivers. Right. Imagine if they make a move for Sam Darnold, they trade up to get a quarterback, they they just upgrade the quarterback position. Yeah. Like they're gonna be good for the foreseeable like the next right. couple of years. And this guy's gonna in the middle the of it. The Niners have some question marks right now. Really, I wouldn't you say the Colts when I, I would kinda when I think of their organization the last few years, I think about them not reaching maybe where they could. Their best players always feel like they're hurt. Marlon Mack hurt, uh TY's T-Y's always injured. hurt. They're always figuring out who their quarterback is, like that's kind of been an issue for them. They haven't, it doesn't feel like had just a consistent, everyday, all pro level player. Well, to me, here's here's the curveball they always have in their back pocket. And I'm doing this 24 7 if I'm Chris Ballard. I'm begging the guy to come back. And I, I, I do think if you're Andrew Luck, that if you do get the itch, you're coming back to a loaded squad who's built for elite defense, elite offensive line. It is built for him to come back. Yeah, I wonder I, what he's up to. I, I just. Would you be sh- shocked if Andrew Luck come back, came back? Because I wouldn't be. No, I wouldn't be. I mean, would I be any more shocked than when he retired? No. But I don't know what he's been doing. Yeah, to me, that's the Like, move. Jason Witten was doing Monday Night back. Football. Like, he was around the game. Has Andrew Luck watched a snap? Yeah, but that to me, that doesn't matter as much with him because his mind. Yeah, I'm just, I just wonder, does, I just don't know if he cares about football right now. See, you know what I mean? See, I think he did. I think the injuries just ruined him. And I but think if he's just having say, a good time, like Witten was around it, and was like, God, I miss it. I, does does Luck miss it? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I I just think if he does miss it, which is the great trump card with Luck, the team is positioned to get, like if yeah. they were to get him back, wouldn't they immediately be a Super yeah, Bowl if, contender? If, Luck, if we get a sniff that like Luck is coming back, there's not going to be a, will Luck go play for the Niners? Will they trade him? So it's just he'd come back to play for the Colts. Yeah, that's why they kept paying him, remember? They didn't ask for any of the shit back. That was yeah. smart. John, let's tell the people about ButcherBox.com slash ham. Go do this right now. This Thanksgiving, ButcherBox.com slash ham is giving you, you ready for this, a free entire turkey in your first box. An entire turkey. Not turkey meat, not turkey breast, a whole Thanksgiving turkey for free in your first box when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Guy, each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat. Enough to feed 24 individual meals. You had a box delivered. I had a box delivered. We're talking chickens, steaks, pork ribs, pork, you name it. They Beef patty. They, they gave us so much food. Bacon. I don't even, I, I had some chicken last night. I know you had the ribs. They guy hooked us up and I can't recommend it enough. I'm telling you. And like you said, you go to butcherbox.com slash ham. They give you not a turkey sandwich, a full free turkey. And if you're thinking, well, I don't live with 12 other people, this sounds like too much meat. A, no, it's not. B, you can customize how often you get a butcher box. Uh, there's no charge for delaying or pushing back or not adding another box. It's all very easy. Ships nationwide, uh, highest quality meat for around six bucks a meal. Plus, by the way, they also have wild-caught Alaskan salmon. Mm. Guy, I, I can't recommend this enough. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Go check it out. You can customize any different type of box you want, what type of meats you like. They even, like you said, they have fish. Uh, 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chickens, uh, heritage pork, wild-caught salmon. 
It's the the sugar nitrate free bacon. How, how good was the bacon? You Fantastic. For breakfast the other. Yeah, can't recommend it enough. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a turkey. Let me repeat, a turkey for free in their first box. That's an entire turkey for free. ButcherBox.com slash ham. That's ButcherBox.com slash ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Now, you said on the last podcast um, that Pat Mahomes' numbers are what? How many touchdowns and how many picks? 25 touchdowns, one pick. And I got played me- nine games, so he only has seven left. Okay, so we won't double the numbers, but almost. Uh, it got me thinking, what's Derek Carr up to? Quick little Google check. 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, he's on pace for a better year than the year the Raiders won 12 games and went to the playoffs. And, you know, of course, Carr got hurt, so they, weren't, they didn't win a playoff game. But he was, you know, for a good portion of that year, he was in the MVP conversation. Now, MVP conversation is a whole other thing this year because Russell's there. Uh, the Mahomes numbers are ridiculous. Josh Allen. Uh, and we're still only, we still have half of the season left. But it feels like this year, I would add to John, he's just had some moments, right? The Saints game played really well against the Chiefs, which has not been his, his history, recent history. Had Even though the numbers weren't huge, this last week we saw him make some winning plays, down the field throws with his legs uh, in a game they had to get against the Chargers. Feels like Carr this year has become kind of what we thought he could start becoming under John Gruden. I, the one thing I will say is that Forever growing up, if you threw 30 touchdowns in a year, that was really good. Because remember, like the equivalent of when a couple of those guys threw 50 touchdowns, like Brady and Manning in the 2000s, yeah, was like the equivalent of someone hitting 70 home runs. And the difference is, like those clearly, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were on like PEDs. Like it was incredible because 40 was nuts. Like 30 was a big win. Looking at Derek right now, because when you say he's on pace for what he's on pace for, 32-4, and four, which would be an unreal year, you'd be like, oh God, is he going to be top five in touchdowns? Right now with 16 touchdowns, guy, he's not even in the top 10 of touchdowns. Which, again, like I'm not trying to compare him to everyone else, but numbers now, it is, it's never been easier to throw touchdowns. Like Steve Young, the Joe Montanas, I'm not trying to get on the old guy lawn or even diminish what Derek's doing, but it's just the reality of the league. I mean, we got four guys... I mean, two of them have played nine games. The other two have played eight. They're already over 20 in Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Russell. And you'd say, well, Rodgers, Mahomes, and Russell are the best players in the league. But then you look at Derek. He's right there with Herbert, Watson, Breeze, Roethlisberger. Like, all those guys are 17 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. Like, he's right in that mix. To me, that's all you could ask for to start the season. Like, can Derek play like a top 15 quarterback? Because last year when Sando's article came out, I think he was like 18 or 19, and it felt right. And right now, to me, he clearly is between 15 and 10 with their offense around him is good enough for them to make the playoffs. They couldn't afford to have a guy 19 to 25, right? They needed a guy to be 15 to 10, and he's given them that. And in big games this year, when it was winning time, like the Saints game, the Chiefs game, last week against the Chargers— you know, that's three of their five wins. He's been pretty fucking money, especially in the second half, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, I I would say it's been eye test too, right? And it feels like the big play moments. He's he is second in the NFL in touch in in passes over forty yards. Russell and I think it's Rodgers have nine. He has eight of them. But you're right. I mean, you look at it's a list of guys with a lot of touchdowns, like Tannehill is right around him. But I, I think when you just look at his career, 
the his best years are the years that the Raiders win games, and his worst years are the years that they don't win games. I mean, it's a stunning development, right? <laughs> but like when he throw when he doesn't throw picks, they they yeah, have a good true. year. And really, the year his his second year in the league, they went seven to nine. He threw thirteen picks, which is high. But he also threw 32 touchdowns, which is his career high. So his best years, they're good. So it's not really about, to your point, it's not like, is he the best quarterback in the NFL? He's just playing really good football, and it's also winning football. Like that's, I think that's a big part of this in my head is like, I know what I've seen the 16-2 and two has looked like winning football because I've seen it against the Saints and the Chiefs, and I saw it against Herbert this last week. Well, for example... He's he's the third best quarterback in his own division, right? Yeah, and like if you did a draft, obviously Mahomes would go number one overall. I think every team in the league would take Herbert over him. Fair or not, like they just would. But his team is going to go to the playoffs. And to me, the number is not as much about the touchdowns. Like he's fifth in the league in completion percentage. And to me, his efficiency for as much as like hitting the big plays, which he should do because they can scheme up. They have a, I mean... Trying to think off the top of my head, how many better deep threats are there than Rugs? I know his numbers might not equal some of the other guys, but just the eye test, he's elite. Well, uh, right? somebody, yeah, and yes, absolutely, and he definitely changes the game. And somebody DM'd me, I think it was, uh, was it, uh, you know, Raider posts on Twitter? This was yeah. actually a pretty good point. Said it, how Aguilar has been what we thought Rugs is going to be. <laughs> like Aguilar's been a really good player down the field for them. But Aguilar was a first-round pick. Like, he wasn't some random scrub, made big plays for the Eagles. That wasn't... Guys like... You know what's weird about a guy like Aguilar? Is you can have a bad season when things go weird on your team, and people kind of throw you to the scrap heap. For sure. It's like, and guys, also in Philly. You have a bad year in Philly, it gets... Yeah, and it's like he's worse than he was, than he actually is. Like, I watched... Just watch the NFL. I take Aguilar over, like, half the receivers in the league that are playing. But, but Derek... Sorry, just At one 60, thought on he's Aguilar. Ba- he's basically 70%. Aguilar yeah, is 20 good. yards per reception this year, which is basically double what he's been in his career. How many catches does Aguilar have right now? 17 catches, but five for touchdowns. Yeah, so if you if you get eight touchdowns out of Aguilar, that's an incredible signing for a couple million dollars. Like, to me, you're probably interested in bringing him back, right? Yeah. Now, it does get a little complicated because he's going to be one of those guys with, like, 40 catches, but eight of them are touchdowns. You're like, well, you got to pay me for the touchdowns, right? But you're like, you're not... As productive as like a 75, 80 catch no, guy. I want to pay you like my third or fourth receiver. Yeah, it, which is what he is. But there are only four quarterbacks, guy, that are more accurate. Obviously, Drew Brees is still the most accurate quarterback in the league. I'd say, well, of course he is. He throws basically fucking wheel routes and slants. Bridgewater, and I'm not trying to diminish Drew Brees. He's, been one of the, he's I think, statistically the most accurate quarterback ever. But when you watch him, you're like, yeah, well, part of it is they don't really throw deep. Bridgewater, Russell Wilson, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So let's just throw Ryan Fitzpatrick out. There are only three quarterbacks, full-time starters, that are more accurate than him. And you'd say, well, Teddy Bridgewater, do you know what Teddy Bridgewater is? He's like the younger, he's like a breeze. Like, that's just kind of going to be his style. He's not a huge vomit down the field. He's a really accurate passer because he doesn't have a big arm. Russell is the total package. And Derek is like kind of a combination of them all. Like, he can scramble. He's got a big arm. I think what Derek is finally kind of living up to is for on Twitter – and on just people that talk shit about him, just NFL people, it was like, you know, he's like a poor man's Alex. He just dinks and dunks. Part of the reason Alex dinked and dunk was because he didn't have a big arm. That were like people like me and you was like, he does have a big arm. Like he can throw the ball far. He can let it rip. He can make throws that Alex Smith 
could never make. You know, like opposite side, deep outs. Like, he can sling it. I always thought he was like, uh, I wouldn't say naturally inaccurate, but not a, when I think Derek Carr, the first thing that comes to my mind is not accuracy, touch, but he is a rhythm guy. And when he gets into a rhythm, it's like you see with a golfer. When they just get hot, they start getting a lot of birdies. Like when Derek is hot, all of a sudden he can shoot five under for nine holes. <clears throat> yeah, I also and think maybe the reason you feel that way, one reason, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. He likes making some, you know, uh, Rogers level throws, and maybe that sometimes can create some inaccuracy. But on the balance, the numbers have, have, have been pretty good. Well, like I'm the two guys that are 1-2 in completion percentage, Bridgewater and Breeze, they never even attempt some of the things Derek attempts to do. Like a tight window, over the middle, just because his arm strength is there. And part of this conversation, though, is guy, the last couple years, we're like, when is he going to move on? When are we going to move on? I do think he's kind of solidifying himself. Like, they got way bigger needs than him. Like, you wouldn't, why would you? For sure. He's under contract. He's relatively cheap. He's on a very team-friendly deal, like, I think Derek is kind of solidifying himself as the quarterback of this team definitely next year. Like he's I think he's in pretty good standing right now yeah. when you keep playing like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You keep this up, you're a playoff team. Maybe you win a playoff game, right? Do you win ten games this year? Do you win nine? I th- well, if, if you were to win ten and they play, let's say, the Bills or the Titans in that first round game, do you think his performance in that game, let's say it's Buffalo. Let's say you're the sixth seed and you're playing Buffalo that's three seed. It'd be a big game for Derek, right? Because it'd be like, well, he never plays well in the cold. I would imagine Buffalo will be freezing cold that first week. And he doesn't play well. Like, does that change the whole conversation? Because sometimes the, the reality is it does a little bit. Yeah. But if I, you get there... I think if they just won and he had the game that he had against the Chargers, it would feel like a breakthrough. Oh, if they won a playoff game, for sure. 100%. But I'm just saying I, if I'm they talk- won and he, and, his, and he played like the Charger game, right? Where the numbers weren't incredible, but he had a couple drives that made the difference. That felt like a playoff performance. Now, my take is if they do, they, do the they need to win a playoff. My point is they need to win a playoff game for him to be like a lock to be just the forever starter. I would say no, with the caveat that let's say they play a playoff game. That's just the kind of games that they have played. Just a shootout. He plays well. They lose. I I think he. I think you'd feel really good about because they and will go be into the offseason going. He's got to fix this defense. If the Bills, let's say, are twelve and four, and let's say the Raiders are nine and seven or ten and six. Uh, probably a four or five point underdog, right on the road. Like they, they're not. It's not like they're the favorite. I've already the played game. that game and lost. They beat them pretty handily, right? Yeah. Remember the score was closer in the actual game. <laughs> yeah. Because remember it was like they were up a couple scores and then they had a hollow touchdown. Uh, but to me, if like I actually think Derek, non the playoff game, we've already talked about the games coming up Miami and Indianapolis that are going to be pseudo playoff games, right? Those are playoff teams battling for the spots. If Derek plays well in those games, both at home, that to me is going to hold a lot of weight. Like, because he was a big reason they got there, his efficiency. Like, because to me, if he wasn't good, they'd have no shot, right? Because their defense stinks. They they're they are pretty dependent on him making plays. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, yeah, John's the NFL. He's a quarterback. But I just mean, like, this is their not team the specifically. This is not yeah. Tannehill, whose numbers are also very good. Yeah, no, he's been pretty good. <laughs> but I, but to me, Derek passes an eye test that Tannehill has not when I watch. Well, for for example, the Colts, what would they do for Derek Carr right now, or the Bears? I I just yeah. think about the Bears or the Colts. Like if they had Derek Carr, they would be both of them probably have an extra win. The Colts would be really good. The Bears know? would just look a lot better. Yeah, the Bears would be a lot better. 
Uh, one other, he, he 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 is he has got he has just got to me his career back on track of being a guy that is no longer like talked about like some scrub. No, right? Yeah, especially if he keeps us up. And the one the one problem for Aguilar coming back would be they the Raiders probably hope Brian Edwards can just be that guy next year. Yeah. All right. Uh, obviously, we'll have a bunch of game previews on the uh, next pod. Got to figure out the lock of the week. I'm excited that Thursday night football is good. Thursday's going to be a pretty solid. Hopefully the master. You know, what could get weird, too, is like if there is thunder and lightning on Thursday, what is – because it's supposed to rain a little Friday. What does the Masters end up looking like? Well, what do I need to know for my – have you already looked at the viewing? Like how do I find the Masters? Because it's not going to come on until lunchtime, right? Do I – are you an ESPN Plus subscriber or do you already cancel that? I I canceled it, but I might grab it back because it was like five bucks for the month. Like to me, this thing's going to start at 3 a.m. on Thursday in theory. On ESPN Plus, right? Uh, yes. That would be my guess. Fans can watch I, it, masters.com, ESPN Plus, or the Masters app. So does that mean... I think the Masters app is free, because I've watched it before on the Masters app. So here we go. Thursday. I, this, I'm glad I, you I said miss, this. I already miss, Pe- I already miss Peacock. <laughs> Thursday, ESPN Plus has featured groups starting at 3.45 a.m., Featured holes four, five, and six starting. I'm sorry, at four forty-five a.m. So we missed the first hour, no matter what. But that's okay. Featured Obviously. groups, featured holes four, five, and six. Featured holes eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Amen. Corner, and then a little later on, featured holes fifteen and sixteen. So you don't get like a full-on broadcast, but you can. The nice thing about, I think, if I remember correctly, about ESPN Plus, you can watch like all four of those things at once. Okay, cool. So I don't, I'll but I don't know what is on masters.com. It doesn't make that clear. But yeah, I think the they TV have, I think doesn't they have start till one. You think it. So you're saying if you live on the East Coast, you don't get television till four o'clock in the afternoon of the Masters for ESPN? No, no, one Eastern. Sorry. So ESPN Thursday for us, it's not that bad, right? It starts at 10. So I could easily make it till 10. You could go masters.com. If it's masters.com that has. I've done it. I've done masters. I've done the masters app before. And it's not terrible. And that was like three or four years ago. So because on now on ESPN has a lot of coverage. To to me, the reason to add the plus would be what's going on Saturday. Um, Because Saturday's coverage begins. But they're only going to have 50 players. So it's like they're not going to have that much action. Plus game day Saturday, I forgot, is from Augusta National. Yeah. College game day, the football show. Who do you think, if you had to guess... Who is their guest picker guy? Like Justin Thomas, just Alabama. Yeah, but if he's playing the tournament, no chance. Would it be a famous what if someone guy who made, misses the cut? Would they put somebody on who missed the cut? Yeah, maybe. Although does that what guy want to hang around? Be they get Tiger. I mean, you'd have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like Phil would do it, but he might leave. Phil would do it if he's playing. Freddie Couples, Fred, is a big football. Phil guy. might do it if he's if he's playing. If he's playing like late Saturday. Are they going to let them in? I don't know. It says Augusta. I do you think they would have to let them in? ESPN's going to yeah. be in there anyway. Yeah, I think they are. That's pretty cool. If you're Desmond That's, or you're one of these guys that like, because Desmond's been at home. Well, he's got Corona. Like, That's what I'm saying. How much does it suck to not be able to make this trip? Now, maybe he can make this trip, but man. Yeah. Feels like it's just be Herb Street. and uh, That'd be a rough trip not to make. Reese Davis. Reese. Like, Herbie, uh, how come Herb? I don't know what the ABC game is Saturday, but Herbie might just stay behind. Skip that one. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. All right. On that note. Adios. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.